bless your name. Praise God. If you have your Bibles and would stand with me in honor of the Word of God, turn with me to the book of 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm going to read a portion of Scripture that is very, very familiar to all of us, I'm sure. If you have been around a church at any length of time, you've heard uh, part of this passage quoted prayed, uh, confessed, believed, and that word is powerful today. Everybody said amen. First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8. The writer said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Everybody say it with me. The same affliction. The same affliction. Come on, everybody say it. The same affliction. The same afflictions that everybody else is going through, those are those common things to us all. But verse 10 said, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Amen. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory. He did not call us to be quitters or losers, but He called us to His eternal glory. And after we have suffered a while, that we would be made perfect. You would be made perfect. Established strengthen, settle. And everybody said, Amen. I want to preach to you for a little while this morning about a promise that's greater than your problem. A promise that's greater than your problem. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and let's give Him praise right now. name of the Lord. Praise God. Our young people can slip out while they're doing that one more time. Would you turn and hug somebody's neck and tell them it's just great to be in the house of God today. Amen. And you may be seated. Praise God. Who would have thought that as we played like as children uh, and we played about life that it would really turn out the way it has. How many of you remember playing house? Come on, men. Don't tell me that you didn't play house at some time in your life. If there were any girls around, you got talked into it. Whether you played house or not, we played it live. 
as children, we acted out what we thought life was going to be like. But who would have thought that it would turn out the way it has? None of us envisioned what some of us have faced and are facing right now. Because life is a tough affair. It is certainly not for sissies. It's certainly not for whiners and quitters. Because there are a lot of hard knocks in this thing called life. Life doesn't always play fair. And life doesn't even always play by the rules. Or at least what we consider to be the rules. What we thought should be in the bag so many times is easily uh, lost. What we thought would be easily done is many times never accomplished. Life for everybody gets frazzled at times. And for many reasons, our lives can become threadbare. We get worn down by a lot of things. We get worn down by the pressures of life. We get worn down by the problems of life. We get worn by the perplexities. We get worn by persistent issues that don't seem to go away. So much so that vacation doesn't even help it. And a good shopping trip doesn't take care of it. And stomping your feet doesn't solve it. And screaming at your spouse doesn't fix it. Life sometimes just gets threadbare. And God knew all of that. He's a creator of life. He made us. He designed us. And so certainly he foresaw our problems. God knew all that would happen to us. He knew all that we would encounter and go through in life. And he was even willing to come and robe himself in flesh and walk among us and suffer life as we suffer so that we would know that it's not just some fairy tale or some figment of a person's imagine, imagination, but the Bible said he was tempted in all points like as we are. He was put to the test just like we are. God knew. He knows what life is going to bring to us. God knew that life would get holes in it. He knew that life at times would become threadbare. And so he inspires Peter, the pastor of the first church, or the preacher, uh, uh, I should say, of the first church, <clears throat> and the messenger to not only the Jew but the Gentile of this grace dispensation. He inspired Peter to write this powerful passage. And when I read it, many times I read it as if it were a prayer. But when I began to look at it this week, I discovered that it was not a prayer at all, but it was a promise. It was an assurance. It was God saying to you and I that whatever you're going through, whatever's happening in your life, I understand. And Peter is writing to these who are uh, listening. He is writing this letter of comfort to people that were going through it. If you read the previous verses and you listen to what he mentioned, he said, the devil is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may desire. He said, there are common afflictions among you. There, there are some hard things. Life 
for these people was rough and harsh and difficult and many things had happened and many things were happening that were tearing at their life and tearing at their very existence and so God inspires Peter to give this promise lives whose uh, heart has been broken and people whose net has been torn so to speak there is a promise from God for all of us today there are people that Peter was writing to and some of us sitting here today that have gaping holes in our life torn by hatred or torn by betrayal or torn by persecution or torn by loss or torn by health issues are torn by divorce are torn by rebellious children are torn by the loss of a job we as individuals often find ourselves with these gaping holes in our life and so God inspires Peter to write and to remind us of who he is he is the God of all grace. I love that phrase. The God of all grace. I, I don't know. I, I really hadn't thought about it. But if there's different kinds of grace, then God is the author and the source of all kinds of grace. Every kind of grace that is needed. Whether it is grace to get you through the problem that you're dealing with right now. Or it is grace to help you through the hurt that, <laughs> that you're going through. Or if it is grace to get you through a loss in your life. Whatever. Peter writes under the inspiration of God that he is the God of all grace. So whatever the grace need in your life is, whatever the grace need is in your life, then God is the God of that kind of grace. Whether you need the grace of His comfort during a very troubling time in your life, or you just need the grace that settles down your feelings and helps you understand that you can make it through this, He is the God of all grace. Everybody say all grace. Every kind of grace. Whatever grace that you need this morning. God is the God of all grace. And he promises this God of all grace. That after you have suffered a while. He said I will make you perfect. The phrase make you perfect. Is a word in the Greek but it's translated one way and it refers to a fishing term or a nautical term and it was in reference to the mending of a net. It's the same phrase that is used in Mark and in Luke when the word said that Jesus came by and saw Peter and John mending their nets. This phrase, make you perfect, is the identical word in the Greek. So what God is promising here is that whatever life does to you, however it tears you, whatever kind of hole comes in your life, 
that he is the one and the only one that can mend that brokenness. He is the one that can bring those pieces back together. That's why I love this passage. Because it is a promise to me that is greater than my problem. That whatever is tearing at me this morning. Whatever is trying to break me down. Whatever is trying to ruin my life. Whatever is trying to come in and destroy me. God's promise to me is that He has the ability. And He has the capability to Mend that brokenness and put that net back together. Somebody ought to say thank you God. Somebody ought to praise Him this morning because He is a God who can mend the broken things in our life. The question comes, how are things like this broken? How is life torn? What tears at our life today? Surprising to some of you it may be, but it is true that many times the thing that tears at our life is just the common, ordinary wear and tear of everyday life. It is just getting up in the morning, dealing with your family, dealing with your boss, dealing with the public, Dealing with issues that come into your life at various stages in your life. When you're young, you don't have any problem. But when you get older, things start going wrong. When you wake up in the morning, you just hope that all the parts are still working. You just hope that they will all function today. But when you're young, you don't think about that. But the older you get, the the more you realize uh, how life tears at you and how life Breaks, breaks you down. Not anything wrong. They were not bad nets. They were not defaulting nets. They were not nets that had issues and problems. There were good nets that were broken. There were good people that were crushed. There were good people that were torn. There are good people that lose people. There are good people that go through divorce. There are good people who have bad children. There are good people that have lazy, loud bosses. There are good people that go through issues in life that you don't understand the rhyme or reason of. But God said whatever the problem is I have a promise that's greater than your problem. I have a promise that's greater than whatever it is that you're going through right now. And somebody ought to praise Him for that. Hallelujah. 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 Through the rough handling of the day, the nets were torn. You know, fishing like life is hard work. And it's rough work at its best. And life is not always gentle in the way it handles us. I remember, uh, Sister uh, Gail, if you don't mind, but you mentioned something the other day about death, how harsh it is. How cruel, how cold it is. And that's the way life is. There are things about life. It doesn't handle us carefully. It doesn't come in with kid gloves and gently pick us up. 
it just smashes us in the face. We walk out the door and we're hit right in the face. We wake up in the morning and we open the paper or we read an email or we get a letter or we get a notice or somebody, a doctor brings in a diagnosis and life just hits you as hard as it can. It's not gentle the way life handles us. It's not easy to go through what you're going through. Sometimes it disfigures. Sometimes it mars and wounds. And the everyday wear and tear of life, the stress and strain of business and home, sometimes those things have a way of wearing on us and wearing on us until a hole develops. And, 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 And we don't realize it's always there because we're too busy throwing it out. We're too busy living. We're too busy trying to make sure we meet all these demands and and we accomplish all that we've got to do. And all the time we wonder why. Why, Brother Hughes, am I still so empty? I'm trying harder than I've ever tried. I'm working harder than I've ever worked. But I seem to have less now than I've ever had. Why, God, when I ought to be happy, when I ought to be filled with peace, why am I so troubled? I want to tell you why. Because there's a hole in your life. There's a hole in that life that has been developed by just everyday issues, everyday wear and tear, and the strain and the roughness with which life handles us. And God's promise to us is that I will mend those broken nets. I will put back together those broken pieces. Nets are broken by ordinary use. They're also broken when they encounter jagged and rough obstacles. They can be caught by some hidden thing. A piece of wreckage, a reef, some unexpected encounter, and a hole is torn. What, what, what a parallel to life. Sometimes we don't realize just how suddenly life can change. You can wake up in the morning and turn over and that spouse not be breathing. You could yourself think you're going to wake up and never wake up. Or you could be going about your regular daily routine and something happened to the heart or something happened to the lungs or something happened to the limb. You could be going through your regular routine in life and a stroke hit you or a doctor call and said, I see something on an x-ray. It's not good. You can come in and go out every day and you can run into some rough things. You can get caught by some unexpected issues. You can be betrayed by a friend. You can be lied on by a co-worker. You can be told that you don't. there's no place for you here. That nobody loves you here. And all of a sudden there's a hole in the heart. Some jagged, some rough encounter. It's not easy. There's a wound that disfigures. It's sudden and it's overwhelming. And it ruins life. It leaves us without any hope. But I've come to preach to somebody this morning that however rough life has been to you, God's promise to you is that His power is greater than your problem. And His promises are greater than your problem. And if you will allow Him, if you will just allow Him, He will mend that broken net. Sometimes faith is shattered in our life because of the loss that we suffer. A ruined friendship, a sudden and overwhelming sorrow, and everything changes. 
And when faith is shattered in our life, it affects our relationship with God because we lose sight of Him so easily during times like this. But God's promise to us is that whatever happens, whatever you encounter in life, whether it's just daily use, whether it's just the normal issues of life that wear you down. You know, some of you are dealing with just some normal issues. I, I deal with normal issues. I, it's not some sudden catastrophe. It's the breakdown of health. It's the loss here and the loss there and, 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 the, and, and effort here and effort there. And, and you're doing everything you know to do to keep everything afloat. But the harder you try, the farther you seem to get behind and you're thinking God what's wrong I, I should be blessed right now I should be enjoying better things right now but I don't seem to have anything it could very well be there's a hole in your life that needs fixing amen nets are broken because of the encounters that they come in contact with but they're also broken sometimes by the very wealth of the sea how often it happens that life blesses us and in the blessing there, that abundance, there is a breaking. There are lives here today who have been blessed beyond measure and the very blessing that has come into your life has also torn something in your life. You're in need of some grace today. You're in need of a grace work this morning. There's a hole there. Prosperity is great. It sounds sweet. We all cherish it. But prosperity sometimes hardens. And luxury diminishes our sympathies. And we go through all kind of blessings and everything we touch. You know, there's some people, they just have the Midas touch. Everything they touch turns to gold. Let me tell you something about Midas. Midas was a Greek mythology. It, it was, it, it, he, he was a figure of Greek mythology. And it, it was told that everything thing that he touched literally turned to gold. Now that sounds great. We would all like to be that way, wouldn't we? Just everything you touched worked out. Everything went right. But you see the problem with that is if everything you touch turns to gold, then if you even touch food, it turns to gold. And so here's a man who has the ability to everything he touches is blessed. Everything he touches is, is, is multiplied. Everything he touches turns to, to, to gold, but he dies because he has no ability to touch anything that doesn't turn to gold. You see, we think that blessing, if, if I could just get that job or I could just get that increase in my income, but sometimes the wealth of the sea can bring a tear that's just as damaging and we lose just as much when we have nothing in our net. So it's not always the blessing that we need. What we need is the hand of God. And if the hand of God is on us, the blessing will come with the right measure. If the blessing comes from the hand of God, then the prosperity will not harden us. The luxury will not diminish our sympathy. When we are endowed with everything that makes life rich, sometimes we find ourselves with holes from the abundance that we have. Amen. Think of all that is lost though when there's a hole in your life. When there's a hole in the net. When there is a tear in life. Think of all that is lost. For a fisherman, fish are everything. 
He doesn't care if he happens to snag a hidden treasure. He doesn't care if by some chance when he throws the net out, he brings in some artifact that's been thrown overboard. What he's after are fish because that's his life. That's his livelihood. And when there's a hole in his net, he loses his purpose. He loses what life is all about. He loses the most important thing. His very purpose is lost. The reason for his labor is lost. The thing that gives meaning to his life is lost. Now, I understand that there are losses that are insignificant. There are losses that if you suffer them, you can overcome them. You can get back. You can bounce back. But there are losses in life that are vital, that affect everything about us. And they determine our future. They determine our destiny. Life sometimes is threatened, not by what we think is threatened by But it is threatened by the loss of what is most important. It is loss that which gives purpose, that which gives meaning. The loss of your fortune might be a bitter thing. The loss of a job might be heart-rending. The loss of health may be disheartening. But when life loses its meaning, when you get to a place where you're so frustrated that you want to give up and you want to throw in the towel, when you get to a place when you don't want to go on any further and you can just as well end it today as any other day something is wrong because you have lost the most important thing and that is a love for life when you feel like quitting God sent me as a messenger this morning to this church to tell you that God's promises are greater than your problems and if you will allow him if you will let him he will mend that which is broken Broken nets lead to lost opportunities. And how often we lose those things that are most important in our life when we have that tear or hole. A rent speaks of the missing of the riches that should be ours. It speaks of the loss of that which should come to our lives. The pity of a broken net is that so much is so close But it could be so close and still be so lost. Because if there's a hole in the net, it doesn't matter how close you are. You're never going to get it all in. You could be living in it right now. Some of you are living in it. You're living in the best place of your life, but you don't even realize it. You think you're living in hell right now, but the truth is you're living in the best place of your life right now. You're living where God has brought you to right now. You're living to where God's destiny has brought you. But the way you look at life, it's because there's a hole. And there's, it doesn't matter how hard you try. It doesn't matter how much you throw. It doesn't matter how many times you get up again. You never seem to get everything in. What's wrong? I want to tell you what's wrong. There's a hole that needs to be fixed. There's something torn that needs to be repaired because you can be right in the midst of it, but it's not going to be yours. You can keep throwing that net out until you exhaust yourself and fall over dead. But as long as there's a hole in that net, you're never going to enjoy the blessings that God wants you to enjoy. What you need is a net mender this morning. 
What you need is a God of all grace that can heal and mend and help that which is broken. God will mend our nets. He wants to give us what we are sowing for. He wants to give us what we are reaching for. He will redeem you for your opportunities. He wants to help you reach your potential. He will give you the wealth of what has been around you but lost if you will just let him mend that net. Home will be different for somebody if you'll just let that happen. Your marriage will be different if you'll let God do that. Your job will be different if you'll let God do that. He'll bring you from barrenness to riches and blessing if you'll let God mend that broken, broken, broken net. Amen. The work of net mending is a craft and a skill that very few really have. It's a work that that, that requires a very special skill. Though their hands may be rough, they are still deft at mending. And they work delicately to repair. The hand of the fisherman who works with the net knows how to retie the knots so that they will stay. They know the best kind of knot to tie so that they will not tear again. They, with the tenderest care, can bring back Together that which has been torn, and so can he. He has the tenderest care. He heals the brokenhearted. The touch of his hand can help the weary, those whose heart has been broken over and over again. The person who sits here this morning hopeless, his hand on your life can bring hope again to you. That person who needs healing in their body, His touch can bring healing to your body. He not only has the skill, He not only has the gentleness and the tenderness to do the work, but He sees through all the tangles. He sees through all of the jumbled mess. I don't know how many of you have ever fished, but I've never encountered a bird nest that made any sense, if you know what I'm talking about. Bird nest is when you throw an open face reel out and it reels out more than it's supposed to. It doesn't ever stop where you want it to stop. When it gets through, it's just this one huge mess of stuff. And here you are trying. And I remember I remember being coached by some really good fishermen when I was younger that when you, when you get a bird nest, don't get mad and just start yanking on it because... That's only going to make it worse. He said, you gotta, you got to work with it. you got to look at it. you got to examine it real carefully because you got to find which one of those is going to be the most helpful to get you on the road to recovery. And so I was taught as just a young boy how to undo a bird nest, and it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of patience. Uh, uh, care because you've got to see through the tangle you you've got to see to where the source is and sometimes in life when life gets torn all we see just this balled up mess and we think you know what and we just start yanking and grabbing and pulling and snatching and and all life does is just tighten up on us it just gets worse 
then we start saying words we didn't even know we had in our vocabulary. It's like that little boy that had lawnmower out on the side of the road and, and the preacher walked, uh, was riding by and he said, uh, son, you, you really want to sell that lawnmower? He said, I certainly do. He said, well, he said, I tell you what, I, I want to sell it, but really what I'm wanting to sell it for so I can buy a bike, I'll swap with you. He said, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. So the preacher swapped the bicycle that he was riding to the little boy for the motor, for, for the lawnmower. And so he pushed it home and, and he got out there in the front yard, started trying to crank on it. He, he said, man, I can't get this thing to work. So he finally goes back down the block to where that little boy was. And he said, son, I, I've been trying to get this thing to start. And he said, it won't start. He said, oh, you have to cuss it. He said, you, do, you have to do what? He said, yeah, you've got you to gotta cuss it, you know. And if, if you cuss it, it'll start. He said, well, son, I'm a preacher. I don't use those kind of words. He said, I, I hadn't even thought of those kind of words. He said, you just keep pulling. They'll come back to you. <laughs> oh, yes. I don't care how spiritual you are. When life gets messed up, it's amazing how quickly some of that stuff comes back. And here we are pulling and we're snatching and God said, hold just a second. Let me, let me help you with this. He can see through the tangle to get down to where the, the real problem is. And if you pull this one right here, it will release the tension on the others and help you to unravel that mess. God sees through the tangles. He makes use of His ability. He makes us ready for the depths again. He can make us ready for life. Amen. It may look to you like a wasted opportunity or a wasted cause, and it may look to you like a useless effort. Why should I try again? But He is a wonder worker. He is a net mender. I, I don't know. I, I had a complete different message to preach to you this morning until last night. And God gave me this word for somebody today that came into this service that was going through whatever you're going through. And there's a hole. You can't understand why the harder you work, the less you have and the farther you get behind and Brother Hughes, I'm doing everything I know to do. What's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong. There's a hole that needs to be fixed. His work is a work of patience. There's no hurry here. You can never hurry the mending of a net. It's not a patch job that he's after. That's what's wrong with a lot of us. We just want a patch job. We get in trouble, and so we come running into church, and we want God to do a patch job. We just want him to fix everything right now. We don't want him to work on us. We don't want him to work on us. We don't want him to keep doing, you know, not just this morning, but this afternoon and tonight and tomorrow. I need you to keep working on me. So what we want is a patch job. We want a quick fix. We want to come in, get some super joy juice, jump a few things, and, and, and excite ourselves about a few things. But net mending is never a hurried thing. It's a patient task. It's not a quick fix. I'm not praying for a quick fix service. I'm praying for the gentle hand of the Lord to come upon some of us that are here, some of you that are frustrated, some of you that are worn down by the pressures of life and the problems that you're going through, some of you that are dealing with persistent issues that just won't go away. What I'm praying for is the hand of God will come upon you and rest on you for a while. I, I'm not irritated. 
irritated at the slowness of God. I, I actually want to thank him that he is so careful and he is so slow. Oh, he could tie it back up. But the problem is if he quick fixes me, when I go back out and throw the net back out, the next time I throw it out, it's probably going to break again. I need God to do something in my life this morning that when I throw the net out the next time I don't have to worry about whether it's going to tear it's going to be good for a little while it's going to be good for some more days I don't need a service where I can talk in tongues for a minute and then go back out and live like the devil I need a service and I need a series of services and I need the hand of God on me for a while so that it can all be put back in the order that it needs to be and it can all be made perfect made perfect made perfect do you ever feel that life is leaking out of you do you ever feel like that no matter how diligently you try your efforts are never enough People are working harder than they've ever worked, but often they have less to show for it. You need the net mender. You need the net mender. You you need a work of grace in your life. You need the God of all grace. The particular kind of grace for your problem. The kind of grace that will help you get through what you're going through. You need that kind of God. To lay his hand on your life. You need to bring your life to him. And put it in his hand. And say God. I'm not here for just to. I'm not here just for you to give me some goosebumps this morning. I'm, I'm not here for you just to rattle my cage for a second. I, I need you to do something deep in my life today. I need you to do something thorough in my life. I, I need you to put some things back in order. That have been messed up for a long, long time. We need the net mender. The promise that he gave is that he will do it for the weakest person that's here. The weakest person that's here. He will do it for the worst person that's here. Amen. So nobody is eliminated. He will do it now. He'll do it this morning. And he'll do it perfectly. He said he will make you Perfect. How many of us wouldn't like a life that was perfect? Amen. Praise God. Am I talking to somebody here this morning that's got a, a hole that you didn't even know was there? All you know is a lot of effort has gone out, but not much has come in. You need a deliberate work. Not a quick, fast remedy, but you need the slow, gentle rain like we had early this morning. Just to let it begin to fall in your life. I I don't need a flood, Lord, because if it floods, my heart is so hard and dry right now. You know, see, that's what's wrong with when we have a real heavy downpour right now because it's been so dry so long. The ground is so hard when it rains like a flood, it just runs off into the ditches and goes to the drainage and then out to the ocean. What we need is that slow, drizzly rain. We, we need that 
lingering presence of God. We, we don't need God to just come in here and wash us up one side and down the other. And then we go out because the holes are still going to be there. The, the ground is still cracked. What we need is a rain from heaven that will be so gentle and so lengthy that it will cause those gaps to close. It will bring those broken things back together. Amen. Some of us have hobbled along for a long time with a hole in the heart and we've tried to fix it ourselves, and we haven't done a very good job of it. God said, I have a promise that's greater than your problem. And that promise is that I will make you perfect. I will make you perfect. I will make you perfect. You see, a lot of people, there are a lot of problems in people's life, but a lot of people are under the assumption that if, if there's one service that's going to change them, not so. There is no one service that's going to change your life. It may change the direction of your life for the moment, but what's going to change my life is my lingering in His presence. It's my allowing my life to be in His hands long enough that He can really put those things back together. Amen. We need the net mender. We need the God of all grace to come into this place right now. I wonder if you just lift up your hands to him right now. and Just say, God, I'm, I'm that person. I, I've got a hole in my life, Lord. I, I didn't realize it until this morning, but as he began to preach, I realized it's all leaked out. It's, it's all gone away. Every, everything I've worked for, everything I've tried to do, none of it's brought about any lasting change. What's wrong, God? We, we want to blame God that something's wrong. I've done this, but nothing changes. What I need is a lingering in the presence of the Lord. What I need is for the hand of God to be laid upon my life. And I need it to stay there for a while. I, I need His hand to rest upon me, not just for this moment, but for this day and for this week and for this month. I need that lingering work. I need that lingering work. I need that patient work because there's a lot of tangles in my life right now. I, I, I need that patient work because there's a lot of messed up thinking in my mind right now i need that patient work because there's a there's a jumble of emotions in me right now there, there's a lot of feelings in me right now god that are not really pure and holy i need that lingering touch i need that lingering presence of god i needed to stay with me through the day through the night through tomorrow Oh, God, would you, would you mend what's broken in my life this morning? Would you mend what's torn, however it got torn, Lord, whatever, whether it was the wealth of life, whether it was the blessings that have come to my life that I really don't deserve, and I, I thought that I did all that, and it's caused a tear in my life. 
or whether it's something I've encountered, Lord, a problem that I've run into, whatever it is, Lord, I, I need that healing. I need that lingering. I need that, I, I need that gentleness. Lord, today, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want every head bowed and eyes closed in the building. If they'll turn the lights down, I, I want to invite somebody to join me here this morning. And just, God, I, I've got a hole in my life. I'm, I'm willing to admit it. I've been playing like it wasn't there. I've been acting like it didn't really exist. But there's a hole there. I need you to heal. I need you to mend. I need you to put it back together. Lord, I've tried. I've pulled on it. I've yanked. I've griped. I've complained. I've screamed. I've stomped my feet. I've cursed. But oh God, none of it, none of it, none of it's worked. I need your hand. I need your gentle hand upon my life this morning. I need your hand upon me, Lord. I need you to heal. I need you to mend. I need you to put back together that broken part of me. Hallelujah. Would you just slip out right now and meet me here at this altar? Come on, I'm not going to beg you. If I've preached as diligently as I have this morning and, and you don't feel like you have anything wrong, then that's fine. But some of us know better. Some of us know better. We need the hand of God right now. God, my life, my future, everything that I want, Lord, I'm working hard for it, but I'm not getting it. I've tried, Lord, but it's not staying. It's not sticking. God, I pray this morning that you will touch Put your hand on my life. I, I want to get into that place, Lord, where you can touch me in that way that will bring about a complete restoration. Make me perfect, Lord. Make me perfect, Lord. Make me perfect. Make me perfect, Lord. Put back together mend. Mend, mend, mend. Oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, I've got to come. I'm coming back again this morning. God, it's not that I'm, I'm a bad net. It's not that I'm a faulty net. I'm just a used net. God, life has used me a lot, and I've been used a lot, and I, <clears throat> I, I'm not a bad person, God. I just, I've got some tears that I need repaired. I've got some tears that I need fixed this morning. I, I, I need a healing rain. I need a slow, gentle rain to fall in my life, Lord. I don't need a deluge. I don't need a flood. I don't need a monsoon. I don't need a hurricane. 
I just need the lingering of your presence, Lord. I need the lingering of your touch. I need the lingering of your spirit. I need the lingering of your love and grace. I need it. 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 I need it, Lord. I need it, Lord. I need it, Lord.